guys. Hello and welcome back. I'm Jojo Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection. Let's boost you up. Episode 83. I'm all in. It's great to have you here. I'm really excited about this week. I've got an absolute queen who's called Renee. Renee Turner, interior designer. Renee and I met over a year ago and we were chatting and we said, oh, we should totally collaborate sometime. And eventually it happened because I, I've met some great interior designers this year and creatives and artists and I've been saying look guys you know I need more mojo on my house I feel I felt like there wasn't much of me there and because I work from home and I have a lot of inspirational people in my home recording the podcast with me if we're not doing it on zoom or skype um, I want it to be an atmosphere that really reflects me and who I am uh, so Renee did that and we're doing the big reveal. Um, so tomorrow, if you listen to this today, this Sunday it goes live. Tomorrow will be Blue Monday. Um, and Blue Monday was put together for, um, as a marketing campaign to get you to buy into holidays. There's nothing wrong with the holiday, but if you can't afford to book one, listen, I want to remind you, Blue Monday is just a label. It's not real. And what Renee has done is she has given me a blue mojo injection in my house. I can't wait to show you. I'm also working with an incredible, oh, we found this wonderful designer who's based in Murrayfield in Edinburgh. I think it's really important to support local businesses and you are going to be seeing her beautiful fabric and I'm going to put everything in the blog for you on mummyjojo.com. So this is a girl called Marie Helena. Marie Helena. I'm just going to bring up her website. Marie, M-E-I-R-I, Helena, fabrics, wallpapers and home accessories. Um, she, I've actually been into her studio um, in Murrayfield and she is just wonderful. She is juggling work and being a new mum and doing a great job of it. I got to meet her little baby too, beautiful little girl. And um, she showed me around, she showed me her pieces, she showed me her fabrics. She has kindly um, donated a beautiful shade to our collaboration so I'll be pimping that out everywhere and you'll be seeing that and enjoying that too so I'll put links to Marie Helena on um, the blog this week and of course Rainey Turner Interiors um, who you're about to hear all about but I'll put all our links on it too and I just want to say a massive thanks for injecting mojo into my life guys joy in the home how can we bring more joy into our home there's i could talk about this all day we don't just talk about interiors um we speak about mental health we speak about mindset we talk about goals and dreams and and therapy so guys just dive in but first i want to say a huge shout out to my amazing new supporter and sponsor i've fallen in love i'm gonna pull a freddy here i've fallen in love I've fallen in love for the first time This time I know it's for real I've fallen in love So guys, I want to say a massive thank you to our supporter, Cam on Canning Street, who are based in the West End of Edinburgh. I have got to know them even more this week. I've been into yoga and wow, this is the ultimate place of Cam, a yoga and well-being sanctuary. 
I loved the classes. I love the community, the connection. They're all about that. And they're all about consciousness, the sustainability of our planet and the health and happiness of the yoga community. Um, they believe in making mindful decisions in the studio to ensure minimal impact. Um, the atmosphere is just amazing. And the smell, oh my goodness. And both of the yoga classes I tried out this week were completely different styles. One was so just like more meditation. Um, and what I loved about both of the classes I've tried so far is that I got a wee head massage. I mean, that was almost always my dream to in a yoga class to be touched. Um, and you can give signals if you don't want hands on you or whatever, but just smelling those essential oils and having that little bit of added in self-soothing and self-care was a real bonus for me. I just came away sleeping like a queen. Um, yeah, I, I love Cam on Canning Street. I'm giving a talk at the West End to, well, actually, by the time you've listened to this, I'll have given the talk. And I'm really excited to be part of this amazing community in the West End. And it's just really, really special to to be partnering up with people with a real shared vision. Um, connection is key to the work I do. Um, there's a lot of research to say that you know we need to connect and we can connect with our breathing we can connect with our bodies we can connect with our spirit um so check out camoncanningstreet.com uh, a huge recommendation for me guys i'm in love Mwah. so welcome Thank you. It's great to have you here. We have the wall. The, the wall, wall is back. Is back. Um, what a difference it can make when you put a little bit of love and mojo into your home. Yeah. And what I love about you is when we met, you really wanted to know me. And I think you had a sense because obviously I share so much and uh, you've been a great support of my, my blog and podcast and speaking. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Girl power all the way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but so you had a kind of sense of who I am and that I like colours and you, but with the, the kind of question and the process about how I could really inject more of me into the area that I work with and I, I kind of was feeling flat, like there was none of me here. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. I'm so... That actually just makes me feel really happy. You know, yeah. that... <laughs> that's priceless what when you get that kind of feedback um and you know it's interesting actually someone else gave me that exact feedback last night they said oh my god my husband loves coming home to our home <laughs> he just loves going in the lounge room we, we just decorated the lounge in the bedroom and she said oh it's made such a difference just mm. in their stress levels as well it's powerful, actually. You realise how much you need to just have that TLC from colours you're drawn to or fabrics or just the way a space can make you feel. And I find when people come in here, it's the first thing. Like I've been noticing comments over the past couple of weeks and it's, oh, this is so you. Oh, I feel joy. Oh, I just love the energy about this place now. Um, and at first, Scott was, because he likes to be in control a lot and him and his dad helped so much with. Oh, they've done an amazing job. 
uh, doing, you know, what whatever they were told <laughs> by the creative eye because, you know, you would just never have thought to put frames a certain way and to have that. But, you know, he at first was like, oh, what's it going to look like? And without the mirror and... Oh, the colour, will it be too bright? But now he, he loves it and he's like, no, it's great. I'm like, told you. <laughs> and do you know, I still remember that moment that I put the colour chart out and I said, tell me what's the first colour you're um, really connected to. And I still remember the mazarine and yeah. to this day. And I thought, right, that's it. That's the colour. Yeah. Because you were adamant. You, you, your finger just went straight to that colour. It's funny. It's like you know what, what colours you're drawn to. And when I first walked in and it had been painted, I was like, oh, I didn't even know it was going to look that good. Without even anything else yet, I just knew instantly, I love this colour. This is the one. <laughs> and it reflects your love of you know, the sea, your connection, you're so connected to the sea and water. And also just, it's the perfect colour to pop. You know, we've got some pink and stuff which you're going to bring through. And I thought, because, yeah, I remember those earrings that you wear. You love to wear (laughs) those gorgeous pink earrings. And I thought, ah, we've got to get some of that in as well, just pops the colour. Because that's what you are, you're colourful, you're happy, you're right and you've got to get that mojo yeah and it's hard because there's so many trends out there and you see things that suit other people so well and you try mm-hmm. to think well what who what suits me mm. you know, sometimes it's hard to make that when there's so much choice out there it's hard to narrow down with your home because it's your space where you're you're going to be creative you're going to be making memories um having some tricky conversations having some laughter and fun so it's it's a space that you want to get right. You know? Absolutely. And I think that's, um, well, as an interior designer, you know, I sort of see myself more as a translator. Mm-hmm. I'm not the kind of interior designer to come in and say, oh, right, I'm going to put my style on into your space. Mm-hmm. For me, it's about getting to know the person quite mm-hmm. deeply um, mm-hmm. because it is a really personal thing. Mm-hmm. And you've got to get that right and if you don't have that personal connection from the word go the translation's going to be lost and you know all the successful projects I've really got to know my clients so well Mm -hmm. and I just know exactly what they want like you know you know um the next step is like maybe picking fabric or Mm -hmm. whatever but I can step into my client's shoes and go, okay, this is what they love. This is, and then I just, I've got tunnel vision just for that. Yeah. And it just, things start popping out at me. So, so cool. that's, I just love it. It's amazing. And it must bring so much joy because we said on the podcast with this little house, which is just fantastic. Uh, clear from this little house she does have a yeah. name bless her and uh, she's very well known for like what she does around her home and bringing joy but she was saying we all need a creative outlet absolutely how lucky are you that you do a job where you have that creative outlet you absolutely know? It's um and i never i didn't always have that which i'm super grateful like that 
it came to me. Yeah. Uh, I believe in the, the journey to get somewhere. Yep. Um, How did you find that? Because tell us about what you were doing before when you came into this whole world. Oh, well, <clears throat> I was actually in the corporate world in mm-hmm. an oil and gas wow. analytics company because I am very analytical as well. Uh-huh. I've got this other side of my brain and I just love you know, I was doing spreadsheets and all that kind of geeky stuff, <laughs> forecasting energy. And um, but I felt that I was getting to the point where I just wasn't able to be myself. I knew as an entrepreneur, I felt a bit held back. I just didn't feel I had the opportunities that I kind of wanted, and mm-hmm. I was sort of getting to this point where I was almost rebellious okay. if that makes sense the rebel comes the out rebel. Mm-hmm. and I was really down as well um, I couldn't even I just, I just didn't want to go to work and my husband was actually the one who said to me you know what you would be really good as an interior designer because mm. we did our home and he's like you've just got the eye for it mm-hmm. And anyway, I was like, hmm, mm. that's interesting. Yeah, I love all that stuff. I mean, I was always rearranging my furniture in my room when I was younger, and I just loved picking colors and that sort of thing. For You're a visionary. And the thing is, that's mm. what they say. I talk about this in my next book about joy. It's like when you're, you can go back to your childhood, and before you take on all those limiting beliefs and these stories and labels, what were you drawn to when you were in that magical state? What did you yeah. do naturally with all that amazing time you had? You were creating. Yeah. You were using those kind of, using your imagination and pulling things together. And that, actually that is so true. Because mm-hmm. right? you should actually look back to what you were drawn as a child. Because mm-hmm. then we get all these labels and mm-hmm. change what um, society perceives us as. And... We do get mail there, and I was telling you that I bought um, Nicola Humber's book. Yes. About the inner child, the, uh, sorry, the, how to heal the inner good girl. Yeah. And I seriously do believe I was one of those people who was dragged along this, you know, this path of society that, you know, you're only good if you get good grades and you're successful, or what is successful, you know, but what you perceive society to put you in that label what society tells us we should do and it's actually what's your inner child telling you yeah you should be doing and it's so hard it it really can mess us up it's like we need to unlearn all of the stuff that we've picked up from other people before that magical place when we're playing and and i know some people may have had tough childhoods where they didn't have play and you know you hear stuff all the time but it's amazing to hear stories of people who are able to, to even get through that, like levels of trauma and stuff. Absolutely. And, and come back to a place where, and sometimes it's their story if it's happened early on, where they go, this taught me so much. Because I believe we all have something bad that happens to us mm. to challenge us and give us the opportunity to do, like I'm coaching someone for a TEDx um, talk at the moment and they were stabbed when they were pregnant. Like, it was oh all over the God. press at the time, like, oh, 
like countless times oh and the baby goodness. survived um, and then you found out the person who'd stabbed her was our partner it's just insane oh, that's awful and she's sharing her story um, which is going to be really powerful actually but listening to it I'm just thinking wow it brings tears to your eyes because you think you know people can say to you oh, it's okay for you to say that your life's easy but as we'll discuss shortly with mental health I mean nobody has an easy life we all have challenges in childhood or at points in our life that really shape who we become yeah it's all relative isn't it mm -hmm. it's what everyone has difficulties and I think you know so, uh, there's a lot of people as you say have had it worse than I have um by far but, but they would say it's not a competitional even exactly. people have said to me that have gone through trauma they've said don't compare your because nobody can get into our mind and the pain that we feel and nobody no. you know you can't compare any story your story is your story exactly own it <laughs> own, yeah and then own the the path to get through that mm -hmm. because yeah i think you have to work out ways to deal with that regardless of what it was mm -hmm. but actually where i get you know um a sense of I don't know, I look up to people as how they get through that mm -hmm. and get to the other side and, and work out ways to help themselves because mm -hmm. actually that's, that's, amazing, that's powerful stuff mm -hmm. um, for amazing. me. It's yeah. amazing. And to see, to see that change is possible. Absolutely. And I, I guess with you, you're a real part of the community and you've met so many people. How are you finding that? Oh, you know, it's, so overwhelming. <laughs> You've got a real fat, you know, even oh. speaking to people about collaborating for the wall and stuff. Oh, Renee's amazing and it's oh. so exciting to hear this project and stuff. I mean, you're really making an impact on people. So that's, did you know there's so many people there that have made a huge impact on me because it's just amazing and it, it's, there's such a, a, a tribe of women mm -hmm. and it is the largely women who we just mm -hmm. supporting each other and we're all in it together mm -hmm. I, it's blown me away just the amount of support <laughs> it blows me away every time I get really embarrassed by it <laughs> Do you know what? I know it's natural to go into a shell and it can get a bit overwhelming but I just think the power of like love and support and community yeah. is just magic it, it really is, is. It, it, it's just so inspiring and and it's it can be easy to focus on any negative comments or people that want are, are thriving off drama they need it but yeah when you focus on like your cheerleaders and the support it just builds you up doesn't it it's it is and then but you become their cheerleader as well it's yeah. like a mutual thing yeah and you know <sighs> I just I can't stand when people drag other people down it's mm -hmm. like come on waste of energy mm -hmm. you know we're all in it together we should be supporting particularly mm -hmm. women yeah today's day and age we're we're still moving up the equality ladder not quite there and you know it's, it's frustrating like I'll get people say to me you know speaking is one of my passions right and I'll, I'll often ask people your favorite speakers and it's male 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 and you go on google for the top speakers male 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 and you think, you know, I'm not against supporting males. I know yeah. loads of great males, but it, it does show that there's work to be done. And I, I question why there's not more 
sort of prominent female leaders because we're all leaders no matter what our gender is we are all born to lead it's just finding yeah. what we're, we're meant to lead at but I think from researching it you know we seem to have more of the imposter syndrome in us yeah and I don't know why that is is it just society conditioning being told to get back to the kitchen but yet the you know there's all these male I mean I know there's great male and female chefs but you know where's it come from that is a good question and I think part of it is society what we've learned learned behavior mm-hmm. um but I have worked in a very male-dominated industry and it's kind of like it's whoever A shouts the loudest, B it's sometimes I think we think oh I couldn't do that, that just seems way above my you know um, my ability but I think a lot of guys actually just go go for it and see what happens yeah whereas i think we think about mm-hmm. i think we overanalyze sometimes yeah do women overanalyze and think a bit bit about it and then sort of talk yourself oh no actually i don't think i'd be yeah. good enough for that yeah i'm not sure i know and i'm sure there are plenty of guys that are like that too but i think as an average maybe you know it, it's a tricky one isn't it, it and is. so many things impact it and we were talking about um, CBT, Cognitive mm-hmm. Behavioural Therapy, not NLP. <laughs> and <laughs> you were talking about how that's really helped you recently, figuring out perhaps labels from childhood that you've struggled. Talk to us a bit about that, how that's helped to pull you out of a difficult place. Yeah, so I think um, I'm not alone here. I think, you know, everyone sort of is concerned about what others think of you mm, of and that can really pull you down mm-hmm. um, if it's not what you were hoping for. Yeah. Um, so I, I was going back through triggers, mm-hmm. which, you know, what, what is underlying cause? And for me, it was to do with... Um, some experience that I had in high school. I was bullied quite badly with by some people in my class and um, yeah, it was a pretty lonely time. I was one of these people who, you know, did what society was telling them to, you know, was studious, sat down, did, did the best I can, mm-hmm. best I could at school. Mm-hmm. And... You know, maybe I was seen as the geek and the one who didn't fit in. And, you know, you go through puberty, Mm. body changes, Mm -hmm. you start to notice uh, carrying a bit of extra weight. And then, you know, people pick on you you for that. And so, um, yeah, self-esteem goes into the ground. People pick up on that, Mm. particularly teenagers. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it was really horrible time but talking about so that that was my difficulty Mm -hmm. um through my childhood but I was you know thinking about it and in a way that was a blessing Mm -hmm. because I was living in a small town it was in the middle of nowhere in Australia in Queensland and um so 
I just, I, it was a good thing that I actually got out of there because mum and dad sent me to boarding school. Mm -hmm. It was uh, 1,500 miles away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it's a, that's a long distance to be mm -hmm. away from your family. But there wasn't really any other schools there because mm -hmm. it was the only high school that I went to. Mm -hmm. So couldn't move. And they could actually see that it was going to give me the the best opportunities. And, mm. yeah, it was hard at first being away, you know, you're only 15. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're in this boarding house with people you don't even know. You didn't go to school with them. And suddenly you've <laughs> got this whole life. You've got to look after yourself a little bit, mm -hmm. do your own washing, all that stuff. But, oh, my God, it was um, the making. Oh, amazing. So do you, there weren't bullies in the school? Do you manage to avoid them? <laughs> yeah, um, suddenly you're, it, it was cool to, to do well. Yeah. And actually it was uncool not to do well. Right, okay. It's complete opposite. Yeah. So you're in your, there was you know, you're in a completely different world. Yeah. And it was also a good rehearsal for, I went on to uni. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, a lot of these people who live in a small town, you know, and they're not used to the big smoke. Mm -hmm. And it's a huge social adjustment to mm -hmm. go to the big smoke to go to uni. And yeah. I think a lot of people struggled with that transition. So... In a way, going to school prepared me for, you know, the next step, basically. Yeah, amazing. So. Wow. Good for you, though. Yeah. Because I think a lot of parents, I know I, I'm already terrified for the teenage years um, and how cruel kids can be. And now that we have social media thrown into the mix... Yeah. There's a massive responsibility <laughs> there and we're going to have to make changes, 100%. And I was speaking to someone who's quite young last night um, about how they handled it. Um, they're just coming out of the teenage um, and they'd said, oh, um, I've been okay with my um, sort of self-belief and I... I Typical me, I'm like, and where did that come from? What helped you and stuff? Yeah. Because I know perhaps it can be like water off a duck's back to some people. But when you're teenagers, you've got all those hormones. And we know that hormones do have an impact on us at all ages. And mm. um, it can really build, turn up the dials on the imposter syndrome. You know, if you've got PMS, menopause, oh, yeah. teenager, whatever, you know, you're going through. Absolutely. Um, I had PMS few days ago and I know I'm like imposter syndrome is really loud at the moment that's the hormones but it's taking a step back but this is what I do I'm not a teenager anymore who's discovering all of this so you think how can we cultivate a more you know a, a culture of kindness on social media how can we encourage our young people to follow great accounts when we are gonna keep getting these messages you have to have your lips done because that's what the girl had said. She said, um, there's this message to teenage girls. Now, you've got to get your lips done. You've got to get your boobs done. Um, oh, my goodness. Are you and, kidding? And, you know, everything else that goes <gasps> with that. And you just think, oh, no. Oh, no. 
please don't because surface Why? level stuff is now I love getting my makeup done, my hair, you know, I love, you know, having a bit of a pamper. But I know it doesn't define me and I know yeah. ultimately I am not the way I look. That's just a part of, you know. There's a difference because I think the makeup and that sort of thing and just putting nice body lotion on and all yeah. that sort of thing is it's self-love, which I've recently learned. And, um, but all the other things, changing your face or your boobs or your lips, and that's not who you are. Like, mm-hmm. it, we have to help girls accept themselves for who they are and focus on what's good. Mm-hmm. And guys too, I guess. Absolutely. Oh, I'm not saying guys are going out for boob jobs maybe somewhere, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. it, it, it might not be the lip filter, but, you know, it, a lot of it is have the chiseled abs, have mm-hmm. the perfect, you know, they're making the kids' doys, the male... The male um, dolls more muscly now and mm. stuff. Ken's changed over the years, so it's that pressure to be sculpted. And it's like, how can we? Because I know you've got sons, so it's how can yeah. we really keep that mentality where you know you are so much more than this? And actually, please just don't dedicate your whole life to how you look. Absolutely, because yeah. there's more to you than that. Yep, and it's. Um you know, like focusing on what they're good at and encouraging that so mm-hmm. that they're not, yeah, focused on the way they look, but actually it's what they do and mm-hmm. how they better themselves because mm-hmm. that's all artificial and yeah. that changes. And um, oh, what's the judge of um, Strictly? Mm-hmm. Um, she recently got her breast enlargements remove and she's like on apparently social media saying don't do it it's terrible really yeah because apparently as you get older mm-hmm. it can um, hide any lumps oh, really? so yeah so you know it reduces your ability to detect breast cancer wow. if, yeah so she's got rid of them I was worried about that myself, but just because mine's are massive, I'm like, would I actually feel something? Uh, I think, I, I've heard that actually, it's easier. Oh, is it? Yeah. When they're bigger? Oh, I don't know, maybe, I'm not sure. Oh, is it? Maybe. Well, I don't that, know. That'd be good. Because um, I was thinking about getting a, well, I wasn't, wasn't thinking about it, someone <laughs> said to me, if you could maybe do with getting a reduction, I was like, well, no, I'm not, oh, you no. know, I just need to strengthen my back, that's all I need to do. Um... But, yeah, it, it's a really tricky one. Um, and I think we've got a lot of work to do. But you were saying that going through that process um, with the behavioural therapy really helped you to identify that you were still carrying some of that when you were 14. And, yeah. And that's it's horrible to think that words can stay with you and experiences can stay with you. So do you feel like you're it's helped you to release some of that. Do you feel that you're coming out of the other side now? Yeah, definitely. And um, I think I was saying to you, I think it's that and then age, Mm -hmm. getting to the point, realizing you've got to live your life to the full because it ain't no rehearsal. Mm -hmm. And you've got to be around people who make you feel good, who make you feel worthy. um, Mm -hmm. Because... Yeah, otherwise you're going to get into that same rut as 
you know, well, I would if mm-hmm. if um, that would were the case. So it would trigger you and it yeah. would bring you back. Some mm-hmm. people are, and it may be that you've had a tough childhood, or you know, everyone listening will have a different story, but we'll all have a story of where we've been triggered and how that relates to our relationships now. And I think yeah. some people struggle because they can't cut people out. Exactly. And you've got to learn how to almost just put a barrier mm-hmm. and learn emotionally and then how to go away and, you know, sort of release any mm-hmm. under, undercurrents, I guess. And and just learning who who is your tribe and stick with them because, God, they make you feel good when you're around like yeah. yourself <laughs> oh we're feeling the mojo yeah um, no it, it, it's important it, it's we we do need that we, we do need that and I, I struggle sometimes to distance myself if I've been triggered but then you realize you know for example if it's on a night out and you think oh this person's been hard again and then you think do you know what my nights out now when you have kids are so precious absolutely I don't have time for drama Nope. I just, I had a light bulb moment at the start of this year and I just thought, I don't have time for drama. I don't have time for like teenage behavior. Yep. Um, I, I'm all out. Yep. And, and sort of said that. And, um, once I made that decision, I'm all out on drama. You do attract less of it in your life. You get more kind of joy and you, you get connect connected with people that are the same you know they don't want to be stuck in that cycle of negativity or judging others um they want to spend their time you know because you put a post out which i loved about um you don't want to be the person that's spoken about you know when you get up from the chair yeah you want to be with people that you know have your back exactly and they won't speak about you unless it's nice stuff (laughs) and and also back you up and you know yeah yeah stick up for you and then that's the that's the kind of friends and you know acquaintances that i want to be around but I think the key thing for me also is as you get older, you um, put this hat on and you've got to think of it as someone outside, you know, that, that situation. And look at the other person. You don't know what they're feeling mm-hmm. and maybe they're going through a difficult time. So I'm not putting any bad feelings towards them mm-hmm. it's more neutral yeah it's like yeah it's not taking okay. it personally yeah and that is the thing it's because we can be triggered just <clears throat> you've been drinking alcohol so you don't have the same reaction you're <laughs> yeah. semi-unconscious exactly. is what I call it, in the sense that you are not present you're not alert um and mostly when i drink i'm a happy spirit i'm kind of just elevated a little bit um but there's times in my life that i've looked back and thought if I hadn't been drinking that night, I would have dealt with that situation so differently. Definitely. And I think one of my superpowers, and we all have superpowers, but looking back over the years is I don't react, generally. That's uh, good. But the times that I have reacted, boy, <laughs> have they taught me. Um, because when we react with anger, and I was chatting to a friend the other day, and she was like, oh, I did something in the playground, I was upset. 
and I, I reacted on anger because my kid was doing something I didn't like and she's worried she offended people and I'm saying well look when we react just wanted an honest opinion and I said look yeah you you know your feelings if you're hurt or whatever they, they are valid but when you react in anger you do turn people away because it's it's not it's not a place when we're angry it's not a place we can have a rational conversation is it no um so I think knowing as you say staying neutral nothing is personal yeah but it's that balance between if you need to say something yeah and we really struggle with that in this country mm. about saying things oh we really do really very do. polite here in Britain very polite um definitely that stiff upper lip just carrot keep calm and carry on <laughs> you know <laughs> um but it can be unhealthy as well um because if you bottle it up inside mm. um it can be very that that actually can be can be very bad mm. very negative so um yeah it's quite interesting because i've not been in australia for quite a long time i'm just trying to think how that sort of works i think people are a bit more forthright actually come to think of it like mm. just sort of speak their mind a bit more mm-hmm. in Australia. Do they um, do it in anger or do they do it in a kind of neutral? Yeah, it's in a way a joking way. Okay. But not joking. Okay. So it's always a bit hard to think, are they being facetious or uh-huh. is it a directed, you know, criticism or something like that? So It's hard, isn't it? Very hard. Because I know we shouldn't take anything personal. But the natural reaction is to get defensive. Yeah. And it takes a lot of work on yourself to get to a place where nothing is personal. That's really hard to... I don't think you could ever not get defensive. I mean, you wouldn't be human if... Hmm. It's, I think it's... I can be a bit defensive with my kids. Mm-hmm. kind of lose my shit yeah. <laughs> sometimes because mm-hmm. they just push and push. But then I feel so bad and then realize, oh, that was such a bad reaction. Because mm. guess what? He, they're going to learn that and they're going to put it back. And then so I go over and I say, look, I'm really, really sorry. I shouldn't have, you know, yeah. yelled. Do you understand why I was really cross? And then we talk it through and then I give good. them a big hug. Mm-hmm. So that that's, you know. The stubbornness is gone. It's like, don't breed it because you're carrying it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's such an important thing. And it's it's terrifying as a mum, you think. You know, we can't get it right all the time. We will fail. Um, And I've done the same where I've snapped and I've said, I'm really sorry. I didn't, I'm not proud of that. You know, and and as you're saying, empathise. Like, do you understand like why I got like that? And then they often say, yeah, yeah. And you, you get back to that place of love. Yeah. And that's like where the power is. Absolutely. But it can be hard when you meet people in life that just don't want any love and the barriers are like poof. Absolutely. It's like a draw, like a door that just closes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just have come to accept that that's that person and. Um, yeah, if there's someone that's close, I think sometimes you have to give people space. Yeah. Because a lot of people deal with 
different situations in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much person who draw into their shell. Um, yeah. I don't know where you are. Like. I think it depends, as you yeah. see in the situation. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just want space. You just want time yeah. to process everything. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> just go, leave me alone. Yeah. And um, so the last thing they want is like, someone, are you okay? Are you okay? You know, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of being there for them when they've got through that. Mm-hmm. They've processed the thoughts and then come through and then go, okay, I'm ready to chat about it. Yeah, it's given that, holding that space for them because mm-hmm. one thing, and especially if you've got young kids, silence, it's not, uh, you know, it's a luxury, isn't it? It's Absolutely. not just golden, it's platinum. Like, <laughs> give me the silence. Yeah. And when you don't have that silence to get that clarity and just to sit with however you're feeling. Yeah. And then time to accept how you're feeling as well. Because all emotions are valid. It's mm. just how we then go on and act. But it can be hard because sometimes you just need that space, whether it's going for a run, a walk, just sitting in a room or just crawling under your blanket and just having that stillness so that you can come back stronger in a way. Yeah, and um, someone that um, yeah, has actually taught me some powerful um, techniques to to do that and you know it's all about stopping and then just thinking about you know what your what your body's telling you because your body tells you really powerful stuff when you listen to it Uh, it's the mind and body connection yeah so so often we're in our mind and we're not in our body yeah and And where do you feel it do you feel it in your gut um mine's in my chest and in my head Mm-hmm. the forehead and my jaw because I clench when I'm a bit stressed I do that too do you? I think a lot of us do that yeah. without even realising uh-huh. and then when you step back and you just let your body just relax and then just focus on it and then just breathe in and breathe out it's um it it really does the oxygen and I'm not I'm not, you know, a specialist on this but Yeah, but you've been through it and it's helping you, so that's it's so amazing. important for people, you know, to hear that. I just get like this tingly feeling. It's just so calming. I love that. I love that. I'm feeling calm just listening. My mm. jaw is relaxing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I think it's that you know, we hold things in our jaw and our shoulders, our stomach, and so many of these problems with people's guts are, you know, the gut-brain connection. There's all this new exciting research, and um, it's taking the time to tune into your body, and whether or not you believe we have a soul, um, that inner wisdom you know it's there isn't it it's it really just, is it's just so often we distract ourselves with stuff but we can't really ignore if there's stuff festering that we've not dealt with under the surface then how are we going to fix the surface and the stuff above the surface like habits and behaviors and a lack of balance in all areas how are we going to have the self-compassion 
to work on those areas if we're not going within. Yeah. And that's the key, I think, to so much. It's absolutely key. And, you know, I think, you know, I read, I read your book and that sort of started me on that path. Um, I was doing a lot of reading and, and then, oh my God, when I was listening to, to the podcast the other day about, you know, healing the inner good girls, like, oh my God, <laughs> like, doing light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's um, all of these things. It's, it's a journey. It's mm. never going to come out. It, it, you've got to learn. Uh, you know, it's a it's a process, mm-hmm. and you have to be in the right frame of mind. But goodness, when you are in this place, it feels so good. <laughs> Life feels really, really good uh-huh. at the minute. Great. I feel really happy, and I'm. I feel it's sort of spilling out. Into home life and... It does. When you deal with stuff, you are free. Like, you're lifted out of, you know, that... You know, it's heavy, it's weighing you down. And it's like you've got this newfound lightness, like a spring in your step again. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just having an amazing job where I can help other people do that. I'm actually thinking about one client and um you know I, i'm just one of these people i just you know work through it I like to help people um but she just wrote me this note and she was oh my god <laughs> the colors that we picked together have just totally transformed this house it's and crazy. i, I just hard. feel so happy it's amazing it's amazing um you know even this wall actually i'm just sitting here and oh, i just love it it's so you i love um, it and there's so many luxury brands of paint why did we go for that one what's the paint called again green uh, little green little green um do you know it was i think it was because of the color palette for that i just felt it was going to be more you mm-hmm. there's, there's a whole range of of colors that you can choose but I knew that you were going to go for something bright, mm-hmm. and that's why I opened the chart up and I thought, geez, oh, yeah. Because mm. it's a lovely quality paint. It is. And the palette's lovely. Because I don't, I know there's like Farrow and Ball, and yeah. then there's. Um, I love Craig and Rose Craig and as Rose. well. That's my other go to. And you did brand. a great event there recently, didn't you? Oh, that was, do you know, that. I got I actually got so much out of it myself just it was a mojo injection for me but (laughs) uh, I just found something that I could give back to people and I got some feedback through Survey Monkey Mm -hmm. and this lady said oh my god I've been looking for um what colors to do my lounge room for like six months (laughs) but she's like Renee just helped me that Amazing. evening i've just picked i've picked what i want and i'm going to go for it were you doing mixing because i've been in the the studio the uh, the store is beautiful and i've it's seen the kind of mixing gorgeous. behind the scenes i was at their launch party like was it last year or the year before yeah last year last summer i think it was um but yeah. yeah um and the guys in there are so helpful and you mm. know i just 
credit um, Stephen, who's the general manager there, and then mm-hmm. Vicky, who's she's so they're both supportive of me and you know allowed me to do this. But it's it's helped a lot of people. I I know because they all came out and said, "Oh my goodness, when are you going to do the next one?" Yeah. We just absolutely loved it. It was like <coughs> their creative outlet. Yeah. It's for people who want to put themselves out there and. But it was it was so much fun because you know they might have brought a piece of wallpaper and um, they said oh I don't know what color should I just go to this color and it was this white and I'm like no 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 <laughs> let's go and play with this and they're like oh my god I would have never have thought to put that color but it looks amazing and it, you know just um, it was wonderful. Yeah, uh, colours are important. They can add so much to a space. And for me as a writer, I've been thinking about what colours I'd like to put in my bedroom. Just because Mm. it's all white at the moment, but um, Hubs is very, no, we'll just brighten it up. And I was thinking of something that, um, there was a colour that Claire mentioned uh, from this little house. Uh, It's like a sort of, it's the, it's the, it's something blue and um, it's a Farron ball palette mm. but it's meant to be look kind of green and it's meant to be based on the sky the Scottish skies but I was oh. looking at colours maybe something a bit like that or something a bit quirky you know that's just got a real mood about it and something a bit yeah. more essential for a bedroom as well absolutely because that is one thing which I was talking about is that colour everyone has an association with various emotions with color mm-hmm. um and it it's not only that you should look at your emotions but also um look at what the colors tend to create in terms of mood mm-hmm. so you would never go red in a bedroom unless it was a subtle color so that can ignite a bit of passion you know maybe you go for a, a pinkier shade of red mm. to ignite a bit of passion if that's what you want but it can also if you went like that real vibrant red it's mm-hmm. too energetic you wouldn't get to sleep uh, that's um, true. so it's a balance with blue um, and green actually blue and green are both beautiful colors to put in a bedroom for the relaxation element but you have to be very careful about how much blue you put into a space because mm-hmm. it, if it's not the right tint tonal shade mm-hmm. you can actually become depressed it can make you feel down mm-hmm. and set you into a, a spiral so it is um something you know when i say to clients okay well you know what's your preferred color because that that is really important um we usually pick a few shades Mm -hmm. and then they live with it for you know a week yeah and then see what they're drawn to how that makes them feel Mm -hmm. because emotions are really important in the whole interior scheme yeah so if it's too bright in the bedroom it could keep you awake but if Mm -hmm. it's too certain shades of blue can bring on depression yeah and is that because why is that you know um because blue is quite calming Mm -hmm. but the depression would be because it's too cold or Mm -hmm. it's 
if you surround yourself with too much blue, mm-hmm. like it's, it's more the yeah. If you do everything blue, uh-huh. it would just get it would be yeah. It would just have no soul. Yeah. Okay. It would be you know just all the um, yeah, basically just cold and and too much too too um what's the word I'm trying to think of too calming. Uh, almost so goes past the past the point of calmness yeah. into that spiral of uh, feel withdrawn <coughs> right yeah I see it up like the bright blue we've gone for on the mojo wall yeah i guess that would be would you say that would be too bright for a bedroom it it might be a little bit yeah because yeah, it's like quite a vibrant yeah. blue isn't it and yeah might, might just stimulate a bit much exactly yeah and and each room so your bedroom will be uh, facing a certain way. Mm-hmm. So the amount of light that bounces off the walls is yeah. a really important factor as well. So um, if you're north facing, the sun doesn't penetrate through very well. And mm-hmm. so that is particularly not a, 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 a a north facing room is um, not a good uh, one for like a real steely blue because it right. feels cold. Uh, it just doesn't have the warmth. So you actually want to go like a warmer color mm-hmm. or a really deep, uh, deep shade of blue mm. so that you get the warmth. Yeah. Interesting. There's so much to it, isn't there? That Absolutely. You just, that you just wouldn't understand. And, you know, if you're amateur, <coughs> you're just putting things up. And then you you perhaps don't realise the impact, how it can make you feel. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm so much about environments. It, it often um, impacts, you know, which restaurant I choose to go to, you know, if I've oh, had a really nice... Yeah. Like a, a, if I have a nice cozy vibe or a certain place, yeah, it, it really does have an impact. Yeah. Where I like to go shopping, supermarkets even sometimes you think, oh, uh-huh. I can't bear that. Um, so it, it it can impact everywhere you go, can it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it has such a powerful impact yeah, without sense. you actually knowing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think for me, this whole project has taught me so much and how much I, you know, your home is important and spend the time on it. And you can make the excuse, I've got kids. And for the first few years, it really didn't give much TLC. But you're at home and, you know, you can still have nice colours and things with kids. Absolutely. You know, know, as long as they don't draw all over the wall. But (laughs) you just go for, you know, whatever suits your budget with a view that, okay, when the kids are grown up, then I'll get all the <laughs> the nice stuff. But I'm the same, you know. I get nice things. I get the colours which I like. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I actually don't have time to do. You're too busy own. doing everyone, doing else everyone else's else's. Up. <laughs> Spreading all the mojo exactly. and not, not making enough time for yourself. It'll get. You'll get there though. I will. But um, it's you know it's it's little things. Mm-hmm. It's just adding. A bit of the personality, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, the injection here is, you know, the your beautiful pictures because, you know, I can see the, the nature aspect and then, you know, the plants, which mm-hmm. you'd said you'd love and, you know, I just think it's, um, it's, it's all about you mm-hmm. and that is what's really key. It's about bringing 
someone's inspiration, mm-hmm. their lifestyle into into a space. Do you know what brings joy? And what I like is on my vision board has always been a sea view. But what this allows me to have, you know, during breakfast and lunch when we're here and dinner is a sea view, a lot view, a mountain view, um, a waterfall view, a sunset view, my kids jumping for joy, um, you know, places. And it's become a vision board. It really has. On our wall. So you can have a subtle vision board through photos or you know it could just be a laughing healthy family that you think right i want us to keep that i want us to keep that closeness and there's one image with the sun shining on our faces and just having those and those memories as well because there's a lot of research and you know how our memories really trigger so certain days that you felt really present or connected I think having those memories in a way, uh, so that's why I, I kind of love the design and I think gallery walls can be so powerful if, Absolutely. You, if you get a bit insight. <laughs> and it ha- it's, uh, your, your gallery wall was, I guess, really more simple, more, more, sorry, more easy to create because of, you know, your passions. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's some places some clients who don't mm-hmm. I'm I've been pretty lucky though with with clients um so I'm doing another gallery wall and you know we've just gone through the pictures that mean something mm-hmm. so and I'm like we don't need to make it look you know that magazine perfect mm-hmm. and that's so key yeah it, it's all about putting up and projecting you mm-hmm. onto the wall mm-hmm. and just being, you know, I'll help with, um, you know, things don't go and like, eh, that's not quite right. But generally you go for the same sort of style and yeah, let's put, that means something to you. So put that up, don't hide it. Yeah. You know, get it up there. And I don't want clients to pick things just because they look pretty yeah that i mean obviously you do as well but it's it's a balance it's about finding something that they're passionate about but also looks nice yeah it's very much along the theme of what we were discussing earlier you know it's that depth to it so it's got to mean something underneath the surface yeah. as well as on the surface Absolutely. And, and i think that's but you know it's so important to to keep that to carry that through so so to even take a step back to work out who remember who you are and to be reminded of of your passions because we can get so cluttered emotionally by what we think our passions might be what's that thing that you you know hours are wasted away because you're loving it what is that thing what is that where is that place where you feel most alive and connected who makes you feel wonderful all that sort of stuff you know and you can start to really filter out the crap and realize that place you know and and we're always a work in progress as well and there'll be passions like i discovered wild swimming in february now never in a million years would i thought i'd be you know we go to a lake now and i have to get in it 
and it's ice cold, but I have to do it because I know how good I'll feel. Bonnie <coughs> runs a cold ice bath in the mornings. And not every morning, but certainly on the weekends, she gets quite excited because she'll be like, oh, we've got a bit more time. I've ran a lovely cold bath and then we'll do the immersion and boy, do you feel good after it. That is a natural mojo injection. It's uncomfortable at the start, but when you get to a place where you become used to being uncomfortable, things get easier. So you take yourself to places that make you feel uncomfortable and then you realise that wasn't as hard as I thought. I'm invigorated. Not all the time, because we need to rest too and life goes in seasons. You know, there'll be times where... Ironically, sometimes when I'm hormonal, they seem to be my busiest weeks. And I'm oh, like, no. But you've just got to, and in a way it's distracting. But then sometimes, like for example, last night, I got into bed at nine o'clock and I said this, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to put my phone away. There's so much I could be doing, but I am going to sleep. Wow. And I, boy, did I sleep. That's brilliant. I just buried under and gave myself that amazing and do you feel good? Oh, today? I yeah. do. I mean, I'm still hormonal. I can still feel, you know, you you get that kind of, oh, but you just keep going. Yeah. And you do things and you meet people and you're elevated and you just keep going. But boy, was that what I needed last night. Oh. And that's, it's about listening to your body mm-hmm. and going, yeah, I do need to, don't, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and that self-care. Yeah. Especially through when you're going through that hormonal oh. time of the month it's so important <laughs> I know and I just want to get in Christmas mode but it's taking me longer this year and someone wrote to me this morning one of my readers and said oh that was me last year I was really depressed and I'm thinking oh I didn't think I was depressed <laughs> and then you start thinking oh no I, I think for me it was it was go around the shops just after Halloween and they've got all the songs and all mm-hmm. the clothes out and I'm just thinking this feels too commercial for me I'd, I love Christmas but not and I do love the carols and stuff, but when I just see it's all about the money, it's not about the money, money, money. It just gets me really hyped and maybe I'm more aware of what Christmas means to me now and yeah. love really is what it's all about. Absolutely. It's not about getting yourself into debt. No. It's not about road rage because we're all so busy and I've no time to do all this shopping. It's about making memories with people you love it's about giving back. It's about connecting by a fire when we finally get one or candles by the mojo wall. Um, yeah. It's about stripping things back, being present and celebrating all we've achieved in the year and thinking about all those people we miss. It's an emotional time. It yeah. can bring up a lot of politics. It yeah. can be hard for people. I get that. But... It's just not good enough, you know? I, I think that's what it was. I don't think it's because I was depressed. I just... Uh, I just... I uh, Yeah, it just made me... It triggered me. I thought, this isn't... No, I need to... I mean, I know shops need to make money, though. Oh, but... Uh, do you know, I, I had that exact same thought. I walked into the supermarket the day after Halloween and went, you have to be kidding me. It was... Christmas everywhere I was like come on come on please not even one month before mm-hmm. um it it actually makes me feel less Christmassy I have to say because it, as you say it's too commercial mm-hmm. and this year um 
I haven't told my husband it yet, but I mean, he'll, he'll agree is I was like, you know what? Just buy me one thing, which you know means a lot mm. and I'll be happy. Um, because at the end of the day, if you've got your family, um, you've got love and, you know, um, I think that's all you need really. And my children, I'm trying to get them out of that whole plastic hat. I'm just so sick of looking at all these catalogs mm. and I'm just like, do we need that? No. Mm. And, and I'm actually going to tell them, I'd really like you to give up five things this Christmas mm. and we'll take it to give to someone who is less fortunate because you kids don't need that. Yeah. When's the last time you played with that? Come on. Yeah. You know, it's just all this plastic tat, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, you know, I think there needs to be like a new market for kids of, you know, sort of being able to buy them experiences or, mm-hmm. you know, something that means something. Yeah, I my, know. My boys love art, so I'm actually, you know, going to buy them something that they can be creative. Yeah, that's good. So they are using their passion. Yeah, there's some things, um, like we got those blocks, those, um, what are they called? You, uh, you sort of build, like the models, uh, but they're magnetic, magnetiles oh. or something. Mm, mm, Great present. Mm, you know, I spend, love those. I wish. The, the struggle I have is Charlie loves playing with toys, and he, but I mean, he plays his imagination. Um they don't get sat like he will play with everything and it's his birthday just before christmas um so it's it's tricky getting that thing but then i know it won't last forever and he'll be asking for computer games or whatever but um but yeah i think what you're saying about teaching them some kids have nothing and it's not their right to get whatever they want and um I think it's, we, we can all do a little bit, you know. Yeah. It's just, you know you've taken it too far when they can't move for presents, when 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 they get bored. Now, I've I've not had this. We're probably the opposite. Probably need to put a bit more into it this year. We probably got a bit complacent last year. Didn't add up how much we'd got for Bonnie and Charlie. And, oh, dear. Anyway, uh, sorry, Bonnie, when you're old enough to, to listen to this, but... There was a couple of things Hub said he would get and he forgot. And then at Christmas Eve, I was going, she's not Aww. got anywhere near as much. She'll think she's been a bad girl. She'll think Santa hates her. Um, I felt awful. So this year I will be a bit more organised. But uh, it's when people say to me, oh, my kids are, are bored of opening presents. And Whoa. I'm going, right, yeah. I think you've... And I, yeah. I don't want to judge because, no. listen, people could say to me, oh, you're a bit mean, you should have got them more. Um, it wasn't like you would come down and go, wow. I mean, there were some nice things, but not... And I know kids, they want to run down the stairs. It's hard, isn't it? You don't oh, want do. them to feel they've been bad. Um, but at the same end of the scale, wow, like when they're actually bored of opening presents because they've got too much, I think that should really speak to us. Absolutely. Say, well, actually, can we do a bit more? Yeah. Um, it's easy to fall into that trap. I'm in no means judging. But no, me neither. If we can just take a step back and, and remind them what it's about, and it's not just about things, and there's nothing wrong with having some nice things and enjoying them if you play with them and if you use them. Yeah. But let's give back and let's also be aware of what we have and let's be grateful. But Absolutely. it's a it's a challenging time. I know that. I get it's very that. challenging. It's not easy, but it can it can be amazing. I spoke on the radio last year about 
banning the B word, the Brexit word at the table, and I got slated for it by a, a minister. <laughs> minister? I was like, how rude! I was in church <laughs> earlier, and the minister was very nice to me. No, uh, yeah, it, uh, you know, politics. It, it, it doesn't have to be a time for politics, but, you know, it's a time just to to do what we can and, and come together and music and you are an amazing singer and you're going to give me some tips do you want to give me the tips live on the podcast or should we I like, I could do if you want yeah, to yeah if you think because there'll be people that people have written to me since that, I don't know if you've noticed but I've started singing and going into a studio I have yeah. so friends have invited me my amazing. friend Colin uh and I just love it because we close the doors. I, I'm not confessed. I'm not like thinking because Scott Lassie's like, oh, you're in a band that I'm not saying like I'm the best singer in the world. You know, I can hold a note, but yeah, you know, I'm not going to go and audition for X Factor. But I love singing. And people have written to me since to see you've encouraged me to start singing again. And I'm like, yes, because, you know, I'm not a professional singer like you are, but I love doing it. I'm and I would love, well, her, you're amazing and um, but i would love to get lessons so it's really interesting what tips could you give for us um so i'm putting my um singing teacher who yeah i haven't i haven't actually been to lessons for a while because of you know with with work and stuff but my teacher nell drew um i'm putting her head on <laughs> and it's all about um being being relaxed so you've got to make sure you're relaxed and then it's all about keeping your jaw nice and you know soft uh-huh. so the key thing it's all about the breathing mm-hmm. um when you sing properly mm-hmm. from uh you know as in operatic rather than all these pop singers who actually sing up from the chest Mm -hmm. up from here the power and the your the loudness and the dynamics and the the support is all down here Mm. so you do an exercise it's like breathing Mm -hmm. you know and expand so you basically put your put your fingers just where you just above your belly button Mm -hmm. and it's all about breathing in and expanding that and getting a space between your fingers so and then you push your tummy out yeah and you do do it seated or standing it's better standing but this is yeah you want to stand so it's about breathing down here from your diaphragm, mm-hmm. not up here. Not from your chest, so yeah. from your diaphragm. So hands clasped together, <clears throat> well not clasped, um, mm-hmm. hands just across, yep. over, breathe out. So if I was to do a chest voice, it'd mm-hmm. be up here, it'd be pretty flat, so it'd be like la 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 la. So then if I do a diaphragm mm-hmm. note, la, 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 la. Wow. Can you hear the difference? Yeah, wow. So, so how do you know if you're singing from your chest? Is it, does these not, like... So you basically breathe in and then project, but think, la, 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 la. 
How did that feel? Good. Did that feel? La 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 la. La 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 la. I can hear you trying. It it's more projected. Okay. Then the next part is having a bright face. Okay. So, you know when you're surprised mm -hmm. and you sort of lift your palate, your, your mouth sort of goes, your upper palate. So you have to breathe from down here, project, but think up into your upper palate. La, 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 la. And so you get a real ringy, it's, it's sharper. Because wow. often when you sing from here, it'll be too flat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Opening all your mouth. So you breathe first. Breathe yeah. first. It's a lot to think about. La, 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 la. I'm just, I'm conscious, I'm trying to breathe from it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not from my It takes chest. practice. La, 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 Yeah. Is there, is like, if you're singing from your chest or your nose, how, how do you know you're doing that? You won't be able to hold, sustain a note, basically. Ah, right. So you get more this. power. Mm -hmm. And you can't hold it for as long because uh, you haven't. It's you know how I was telling talking to you about the breathing and breathing out. Uh -huh. As soon as you start using that breath, you shouldn't actually feel. This should be all relaxed. Uh, okay. You're you actually should not the your chest shouldn't go up. So when you watch this. Mm -hmm. I'm breathing out rather than up yeah. into my shoulders. Ah, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. La, 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 la. There you go. Ah. So then you start getting, you're able to hold phrases for longer. Ah. It flows better. So you can f make it more dynamic. Oh, I love it. And it's about phrasing. Yeah. So if you've got the power, it takes a bit of practice. Yeah. Like you have to build this up. Uh-huh. Um, so you're, you're building your diaphragm muscles. Yeah. And it's your support. I tell you what, when I, I was singing and then I had my son that had came in handy oh. for birthing. Wow. <laughs> it was like... Oh push, push, you know, I could just hold it. It's, wow. It was amazing for lots of things, but um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so you build this up, uh -huh. and it, it, it's just trying to make it as free flowing. Yeah, as so you're not holding back. So how do you? How long do you spend building up your diaphragm? It's constant. So just every time I. I sing, mm -hmm. that's where, yeah, it, it can take a couple of months mm -hmm. until it becomes second nature. Uh -huh. And um, the other thing that she taught me was 
Um, I actually had to do this physically, is get a straw uh-huh. and breathe through the straw before singing. And it actually reduces your wasted intake mm-hmm. of, of breath. Mm-hmm. So just before you belt it out, you're not sucking it up mm-hmm. into, it sort of goes into your chest a mm-hmm. lot if you suck it up. Okay. Whereas if you get a straw, physically mm-hmm. get a straw, okay. it actually goes, and this expands. So can you practice with a straw then? Mm. Just, so get the straw and just yeah. suck up. And then... And sing yeah. after or... Mm. So she was making me do that every <laughs> time. <laughs> changing the shape like like that surprise right. shock yeah never done that before there you go i'm gonna be practicing yeah that's amazing so so with a singing lesson do you go like is that the sort of stuff you go through then when you if you book an hour slot do they sort of just talk you through yeah that? that's the the basics wow. and, it, and you can do stuff like hang upside down and oh. then like just let it go because it's all about being relaxed mm-hmm. and vision, visioning, envisioning where you're going to project that. Mm. Um, and it's just practice doing scales and and then you usually learn a song and wow. yeah. That's amazing. Oh, you've inspired me. Yeah. yeah. So hanging like this. So are you warmed up to sing for us? And what song would you pick and why? I don't, this is the thing, I don't... <laughs> don't know what to pick mm. it's the hardest question i ask everyone says that there's so many that have connections so how about you you pick one which i i was having to think first ever song that i got when i was four because i loved music and dancing is cindy lover's girls just want to have fun <laughs> um the song which i think is so most one of the most beautiful is Never Enough from Greater Showman. Oh, I'd love to hear you sing that. <laughs> yeah. My days. Um, I love it. And then there's that Christina Aguilera saw. Have you ever heard the words to that? No. Oh, you have to. Oh, I won't do that then if you don't know. But the words in it are so powerful. Oh, wow. They're so powerful. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. let's, let's do Never Enough for now. And okay. Listen to that. We'll get all tuned up and... um. Thank you so much. That's been incredible. Oh, thank you so much for having me no, it's been and allowing me to do all. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's here. So everyone, when you see my videos, uh, lots more Mojo Wall um, posts coming. Uh, this discussion will give you a glimpse of how much it means to, to me and how thankful I am to Renee for bringing this to life. So thank you. You're welcome. Guys, I am so thankful to Renee. She is an amazing interior designer. She's an amazing person. She's an incredible singer. And you'll be seeing more footage of her on my vlogs and at mummyjojo.com. But for now, here's a little sneak preview. She had me in tears in my kitchen. What a queen. Let it stay this way.
She had me in tears in my kitchen when she sang that. What a talented girl. And that song just really, oh. First I didn't get it. I was like, that person sounds so discontent. Like, get a grip. Then I realised they were singing about love. It's never enough. When you find love, it's never enough. It's, it's that addictive feeling, isn't it? You just, you're all in. You're there. Oh, baby. Um. Right, guys, thank you for tuning in. I hope you've got something. It would be hard not to because that was so real, so raw. So please leave us some stars, guys, so more people can find this podcast and also because Renee deserves a billion. So thank you so much. All my love to you guys. Mwah!